we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. I am Sam Walker. She is Simone Roche, MBE, our great leader. You might, if you just squint, be able to hear some strums of a guitar from my downstairs sitting room where my youngest is learning how to become a musician. Do you know what, Simone? She's actually going... Well, my youngest is, is becoming a musician. My eldest has also started playing guitar and is going to Alice Cooper's Rock School here in Phoenix because Alice Cooper is from Phoenix so set up a whole rock school in his hometown. How, how cool is that? That is so cool. That is the best summer school ever. Right. Oh, so already, goodness. as anyone will, children will have, no doubt... If you've got kids, you've made the deal. And the deal is if they become incredibly rich and famous, you've got to write down what you want. So I've already booked an apartment in New York City as my what I want when she becomes a famous rock star. So any, do you want to add anything on Simone? She's a big fan of yours as well. So Oh, yeah, I'd like a camper van with a fan belt, please. <laughs> camper van. Oh, you want the fan belt as well? Oh, because I thought you only liked camper vans without fan belts. <laughs> Listen, though, while I've been training rock stars here in the USA, you've had a really really busy week where to begin well let's talk about the early careers mentoring carousel because that was a phenomenal success tell us about that yeah and you've heard us talk about these before we've done them in schools we've done them in universities we've done them way back in the day in the flesh but this time we did an early careers and we did it with our in partnership with bank of new york bank of new york mellon oh my goodness it was amazing and what we actually specifically asked for you know how passionate we are about mentoring you know yeah, how passionate yeah. we are we we always get overwhelmed with mentors always get you know overwhelmed with people who want to pass on their knowledge pass on their advice so we specifically asked people to nominate or to put through the, you know, sort of sponsor in the kind of open the doorway for people at the start of their careers to attend. Because sometimes you're like, oh no, I don't need that. I don't, I don't want to bother anyone. We've talked about this a million yeah. times. You yourself not having a mentor, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So it was fantastic. Those people in, you know, their first sort of five years uh, of their career or whatever. And we had some brilliant, brilliant mentors, you know, and I've got, we had uh, Matthew from uh, the vice president of media at Liverpool Football Club said, I've learned that people's problems are generally universal. It doesn't matter about what career path you've got or what expertise you have. They are all transferable. We have Viba. She's a senior analyst. She was a mentee from BMY Mellon. She's like, I loved, loved, loved being part of this networking event. There is so much to learn and improve. And the mentors were amazing. So we don't over-engineer it. You know, we don't match you. We just put you in a room. You have a conversation and then we move you to another room. But so like speed every, dating, yeah. Is it, yeah. It's exactly that. But you know, I love, it's the the outpouring of just, oh my God, I did it, you know, and oh my, mm, and whether yeah. that's the mentor or mentee. So great comments on LinkedIn. So big thanks. So if you're interested, get involved, sign up, sign up. We're going to have these carrying on, whether or not it's for undergrads, whether or not it's for early careers. So please, everyone can do with a bit of help and everyone has got some skill to give. So thanks everyone. But that was 
was amazingly buzzy. So yeah, that was a, a brilliant kickoff, um, I think, last week that we had. So yeah, very exciting. That's fantastic. And I love it that you're focusing on young people because I know we've talked a lot as well on this podcast about the fact that young people are often overlooked in organisations. They're seen as inexperienced, perhaps naive about the world of work. They don't have that kind of, um, you know, they've not had any accolades put upon them like people later on in their careers have done. So people think, oh, they're, they're there to watch and learn from me. But actually, you know that with Northern Power Women's reverse mentoring schemes that you've done, there's so much that you can really learn from people starting out in the career, the different attitudes they bring towards work, because some of us are so beaten down, to be honest, by the world of work, even by the time we get to our late 30s or 40s, that hearing somebody younger to go, hang on, but why would you do that is fantastic. Yeah, it's so reverses. It almost becomes that peer to peer, and you yeah. know, and the mentors are like, "Oh my goodness, these young people were amazing," you know. And they're all different companies, different organisations. Got entrepreneurs in there, you know, uh, people who've just graduated. So it is. It's it, we just want to keep people connected. We've been doing that for the last year and a half, haven't we? You know, mm. let's keep people connected. And whilst you know, there's elements of going back into certain life situations. The great thing about these carousels is we can always do them virtually. So if you have only got an hour on your lunch break to spare that's all you need so please do yeah. get in touch if you want to sign up for the next one that's brilliant and of course this season of the northern power women podcast is sponsored by b-herd.io it's a place for you to sign up just let the world know about who you are what you do and let your voice be heard and of course by the time this podcast is released you would have had your big be heard um session that's happening but ahead of that Loads of sign-ups, loads of people getting involved. It's great. Oh, it is. And it's brilliant. And I think it's the same approach, you know, where people, we've asked people to sign up for early careers mentoring and, oh, yeah. maybe not me. It's that whole open door approach, that whole sort of person. You should do this. So if, if there's anyone that you think that they've got something to say, you know, there's something that they're passionate about, please sign up because, you know, we want to hear people's different opinions. And the whole premise of Be Heard is that if you're an event booker or if you're in the media, or if you're looking to interview someone for a podcast, then actually you can search. You can search for some brilliant yeah. people with things to say. And, you know, we, we've got this session happening later today, which is at UA92 in Salford with Dr. Marnie Millard. We're actually doing it live and we're streaming it. So if you Great. have missed it by this point, you'll be able to watch it back. So all good. You won't miss a trick. You won't miss a trick. And as we've said, and I know we bang on about it, but you might think, oh, what have I got to say? Mm, what, what does, why does my opinion matter? It does. It really does. Because there are plenty of very mediocre people out there who don't, who are quite happy to stand up and say really mediocre stuff because they've got the confidence to do it, you know? And so you absolutely should just take a little bit of slice of that cake and go for it. And you know what? I thought of you yesterday, Simone. I was called by a big podcasting conference who is having a, an event in the flesh in October this year here in the States. And they asked me to be a presenter on the main stage and do a full session on the main stage. And I was like, oh, I could always just like host a panel in one of the side rooms. And they were like, no, we don't want you to host a panel in one of the side rooms. Why do, We want you to stand up and, and kind of give a whole presentation and, and talk about your work. And I was like, thinking, I've got nothing to say. I don't know what I'm going to do. do. And it, I went, do I, it, I thought do of it. you and I went, <laughs> Okay, she went, so can we can we put you on our speaker's page? Will you do it? And I said, okay, I'll do it. And she said, we can work out the nuts and bolts of what you're going to say later on. And it was only literally as I was signing off, I said to her, 
Oh, and and how how long is it? Thinking she'd say 15 minutes. 45 minutes, Simone. <laughs> I've got to give a 45 minute long presentation about something in podcasting. Uh, I'm not being funny. <laughs> we record the podcast every week. We can't get it under 20 minutes, Samantha. So please, seriously, are you yeah, kidding? Yeah, but that's you and me together. <laughs> that's you and me. Maybe you should come with me. We'll just sit there and gas. We'll do that. Oh, you have years. But this is it. You have years of expertise. Look at all the different stories that you've got to tell. People love stories. People want to know what your journey is. People want, people want to know how you bounce back from the herd don't they you know what I mean yeah. you just map it out come on right everyone tell her she got this <sighs> award award winning podcast host and producer sorry Sam just saying 45 minutes <laughs> everyone looking at me hey listen back to some of those life lessons do you remember Chelsea from Innovate Hair she had a really practical way as to how to prepare for presentations so get back into the back catalogue of the life lessons you'll pick some not that you need yes. these tips but you know what take some of them side hustles in with you you need some reminding that's all it is yeah. you kind of like you said it's all in there now look talking of podcasting you you've been on someone else's podcast tell oh, us about yeah. that Oh, the wonderful uh, Sharon Amesu and Afia Amesu, they set up an organisation called She Leads for Legacy and they'd be recording these Monday night sessions um, uh, online. And so, you know, I was invited to talk about how to be an effective ally. And, you know, I had the same fear because it's a massive topic. We're talking over a year now, isn't it, since the the murder of George Floyd. And we Mm. committed on that podcast, on that week when we were recording, that 50% of our recordings were going to be um, the life lessons were going to be from the black asian minority ethnic community and voices because we wanted to amplify and raise and we wanted to also keep the conversation going and i've been i remember having a conversation with sharon about you know how how do i best be an ally and i'm not sure i asked that direct question but actually i do urge people ask the question the advice she told me was to be intentional and i repeat and repeat and repeat so much so it was a 90 minute seminar if you like uh, sam wow. so you know 45 minutes but I, I so i use i kept using the word intentional and someone in the chat went deliberate i went yeah that's what you've got to be so it was it was really it was brilliant and at the end of the session she replayed back some of my sound bites you know and it was if you unsure of the language to use then ask if you want to be an ally you have to put some work in it's not just a badge you can put in you have something within your gift that you can do so use it it's not a trend if there's an obstacle you find a different way around it you've got to be determined if you're on this journey you've got to be all in I said all that you know so I think there's there's things like so we're going to take some of that we've got if you can check on our LinkedIn feed there's some sort of great takeaways because people in the chat were going I never thought I could say that or I could ask because I'm a white woman or I don't know how and Sharon asked me how can we make it easy as a black woman as a leader how can I make it easy for you to be an ally so it's a great conversation we as you know we want to keep the conversation going we do not want this conversation to go away because the problem is far from solved so thank you Sharon and Afia for letting me um, chat with you and your wonderful community she leads for legacy how to be an effective ally you can watch it back online and please do but please be an ally do you know i learned about a podcast that's originated here in the united states this week where of course there has been so much racial tension i mean well since day dot but obviously amplified by the horrific murder of george floyd and and then you know just last week the um the convict not the conviction he was convicted some time ago but the sentencing 
as well of his murderer. And I don't even want to say his name because we shouldn't ever give him any more oxygen. But there's a, a man called Maxwell Griffin, who is a young African-American man who's just started a podcast with the most simple premise. And I think it's really fantastic. And it's called Your Black Friend, the podcast, Your Black Friend. He realised when he was looking at a, a study done by the Washington Post 75% of white people, and this is the United States, but I think it's probably higher in the UK, 75% of white people don't have any non-white friends. And this isn't that they're racist. This isn't that they have actively avoided meeting people of colour. But we all know that, unfortunately, quite often we kind of stick to people around us and perhaps, you know, and if you're in a more of a rural community, I don't know, I'm, I'm spitballing here, but this is the fact. 75% of white people in the United States do not have any non-white friends. For people who do have black friends, Maxwell's written, some actually feel really uncomfortable talking about race and racism with their friends, of people of colour. So every week on this podcast, Maxwell invites one of his black friends to answer anonymous questions from white people about black culture, black community, race, and everything in between. And he said, so if you don't have a black friend, my black friend is now your black friend. And it's really simple premise. And all those th questions that perhaps, like you said, we feel awkward asking, or, or is, this, is it wrong to ask this? Is it going to be offensive? He's kind of almost, you know, cutting out the middleman here and saying, right, I'm just going to do all your work for you, which is you know, quite spectacular because I think one of the charges against white people is perhaps often we haven't made much of an effort. You know, it's not about not being racist. It's about being actively anti-racist is what I think a lot of us learned over the past year. So um, Your Black Friend, hosted by Maxwell Griffin, it's on wherever you get all your podcasts. And it's just, yeah, as I said, a really great premise. I've only listened to one so far because I only discovered it a couple of days ago. But have a listen because I think it's great. Oh, I think you just talked about that. What action can you take? And I think that was my first thing is you have to you have to move from being passive to active. It's OK yeah. saying, oh, yeah, I'm really against this and we have to do something about it. Mm. Well, then you do. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, but it was brilliant. So big high five. There's an early high five for Sharon and Afia. And actually everyone on that, that session who the chat was huge. The chat was huge. And actually watch this space. We're going to do some more with this conversation because it's, it's important. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Should we get to our life lessons this week? Well, you know what? I think we should. So we had um, On Forces Day last week and we we had Michelle Partington on last week's last life lessons. Yeah. This week we've got the brilliant Gillian Charlton who manages a team in the British Army responsible for managing risk relating to child protection and domestic abuse. So really serious here. Gillian is a cancer survivor and uses her experience to support others as an executive member of the Armed Forces Chronic Conditions and Disabilities and Defence Network. So again, really powerful, powerful there. Uh, the British Army were a big supporter of our MPW Live International Women's Day event earlier this year. So here are Gillian's life lessons. My name's Jill Charlton. I'm a serving warrant officer with the British Army and I currently manage two teams who deliver specialist welfare support to soldiers and their families across the Northwest and the West of England. Have you ever changed careers? I've served with the British Army for 22 years now, but in that time I have made two significant career changes within my military career. 
both occasions I went from one military role to one that was completely different. On both occasions I was doing really well in my chosen career but became aware of different opportunities that I felt more suited my skill set at that time. Really pleased that I made both of those transitions and I've been in my current role for the past 11 years which has given me lots of really exciting opportunities and challenges. When has a failure turned out to be a positive experience? Uh, in 2018, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and underwent treatment and made a successful return to work. So not really a failure, but definitely a negative experience that I was absolutely committed to turning into a positive. I was given the opportunity to be appointed on the executive board of a newly formed network, the Chronic Conditions and Disabilities in Defence Network, um, and I seize the opportunity. I'm still on the network as an army advocate and we're there to offer advice, guidance and support to other people who are serving within defence who have been diagnosed with a significant illness of a chronic condition. I also applied for a place on the Invictus Games team and I'm currently training as part of Team UK to go to The Hague next year and completing the Invictus Games. And again, I use that platform to raise awareness, to share my story and to reach out and support others who might be struggling with a diagnosis of a significant illness of their own. And I'd like to assure people that actually a diagnosis isn't the end and you can still continue to have a, a rewarding and fulfilling career in defence or in any other organisation following treatments and following diagnosis. If you are a working parent, how do you cope with the guilt factor? Well, I am a working parent. I've got two boys who are both at high school now, so a little bit easier to manage a career around. To complicate matters more, my husband is also serving in the army and we both have very busy, very demanding jobs. I don't feel that guilty and I guess that's because the hard work that I've done prior to having my boys and the career that I've established means that I've experienced social mobility. I can give them many, many opportunities that I wasn't able to access when I was a child. I feel that I'm always role modeling for my children. I'd like to think that they'll take on some of my work ethic and my values and my beliefs, fingers crossed. And yeah, I don't generally feel guilty, nor do I think anybody should, whether that be for being a working parent or not at all, because we're all doing the best we can. And I think most of us are doing an absolutely fantastic job. When have you felt the fear and done it anyway? So I'm in the British Army. The job is all about feeling the fear and doing it anyway. And we're all trained and developed to do that. I guess for me, I'm constantly feeling the fear and doing it anyway. I seize every opportunity that comes my way. I'm always throwing my hat in the ring for different things. Um, whether I feel that it will be outside of my comfort zone or not, I like to get involved. I like to stretch myself and I like to grow as an individual. So I can't really give one specific example, but I certainly, it is part of my character and part of my makeup that I jump in feet first and just get involved. What has surprised you about working life? I guess as I progress through my career, what really stands out for me is that outside of that transactional contract and how much people earn and what the working hours are, what is ultimately really, really important is the psychological contract that they have with their organisation, with their managers, and just how much people will give back to an organisation and how much additional things they will do if they feel that they belong as part of a team 
um, and that they really feel that they belong in that organisation and how quickly that can deteriorate if something, if one little element of it isn't quite right. Thank you so much, wonderful Gillian. As ever, so many brilliant takeaways there. And I, I loved her answer to the question, when have you felt the fear and done it anyway? Where she went, I'm in the British Army, so this job is all about <laughs> feeling the fear and doing it anyway. But I love the fact that she embrace, She really embraces it. She doesn't just go, look, it's part of the job, it's something I have to do. She goes, I welcome it. I welcome feeling the fear and doing it anyway. I seize the opportunities. I always throw my hat in the ring, whether it's inside my comfort zone or not. Stretching and growing as an individual. I just I just love that whole attitude to life. I think it's fantastic. She did. And I think um, she talked about when as a failure turned out to be a positive experience. And she talked about 2018 being diagnosed with breast cancer. And my co-host a few weeks ago, if you remember yeah. Amanda Newman, Big hugs out there to Amanda Newman, who was recovering at home. She's had her operation. She's recovering home. I know there's been lots of messages out there. But um, but Gillian said, I'd like to show people that actually a diagnosis isn't the end. And you can still you to have a rewarding and fulfilling career following treatment and diagnosis. So, you know, it, just really important. Um, and, and then, you know, she talks about what I thought was interesting, what has surprised you about working life. And she talks about... Ultimately, what's really important is having a psychological contract that they have with their organization. I thought that was fascinating. I've not come across that before, you know, with your organization, with the managers, just how much people will give back to an organization, how many additional things they do if they feel like they belong as part of a team. And I think that resonates with me because I feel like with the Northern Power Women family, we are a family, you know, in, in many yeah. respects. Those who have worked for us, those who, who who no longer do are flying, do other amazing things. You know, there's always that, I always feel like that sense of, I always feel like they always belong. You know, you can move to Arizona, you can run away (laughs) still northern power women (laughs) (laughs) fantastic well look we've only got a couple of life lessons to go a couple of three episodes which uh we'll tell you more about the reasons why next week but very exciting indeed some good things coming your way over the next few months with the northern power women podcast before we disappear off into the sunset should we do some more high fives yeah, we've got Michelle Jones, who's an ambassador for Be Heard, and I'm grateful for the wonderful person that Antonia Brindle is, who is by her side today as she stepped out of her business comfort zone. Couldn't have done it without her, and her little puppy gesture. We always love a puppy on the high fives. Oh, yeah. Antonia reciprocated with, it's a privilege to support Michelle, and I am grateful for you. We've also got Amy Lou, Amy Lou Sykes, one of our futurists this year. She's finds out she has a healthy baby at her 20 week scan so all healthy and happy for her so big high fives I'm continuing the high fives with everyone who took part in the carousels uh, this week because I'm still buzzing off it you know when you 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 feel that energy from it and you just say I'm proud of that but I'm proud of everyone who kind of got on that and jumped into chats with strangers speed dating if you like but you know really powerful so yeah big high five high five fives whatever they are anyway high five (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, look, as we said, in this current form, couple more weeks to go of the Northern Power Women podcast. So do get your high fives in. You can get in touch with us on LinkedIn. Just search for Northern Power Women at North Power Women on Twitter. You can email via the website. Just head for northernpowerwomen.com. Let us know your high fives. That person in your life who's kind of gone the extra mile, done something spectacular for you. Or if it's you, you want to big up, you've achieved something big in your life. Love to hear from you. Please do get in touch. 
Right then, it is time for us to disappear off into the sunset. The next episode is coming your way on Monday, July the 12th. Until then, she's Simone Roche, I'm Sam Walker, and the Northern Power Women podcast is a What Goes On Media production. Ooh.